This week's episode of the Fat Packs Podcast is brought to you by the Collectible Card Club, Monster Breaks, and all our phone guests up here on the Spotty Hot Cash Hotline. If you want adventure, then fly to home. But if you want to travel, then go alone. Yeah, what's the point in us if I never know? Yeah, if you're gonna leave, I'ma let you go. And we are back. This is the Fat Packs Podcast on the Beckett Podcasting Network. I am Eric. He is my co-host, co-host Eldar. Wow. Yo, why is that? I don't. I don't. What's going on there? I don't know why Something I'm always in your t- brain. And co-host is just like. Anyways, we are brought to you this week by the Collectible Card Club, Monster Breaks, and all of our phone guests, which we have two great ones this week, are brought to you by Spotty Hawk and Spotty Hawk Cash Hotline. I think what it is, man. Please don't take this. Please, please don't be. You offended. haven't had a co-host in a while. It that's hasn't been. What a co- the, that's what. It that's is. what it is. Yeah. And but then there's this one thing about your name that I absolutely love. What? It's so your name is well Eldar Basic. That's the that's the American version of saying your name. It's correct? almost an oxymoron. It, it almost is because it's like Eldar, but wait, that's not a basic first exactly. name. But it sounds like the perfect Star Wars character. Like is like maybe has one or two lines in the whole film and is just off screen. So I'm in the Hobbit. The Desolation of Smaug. Okay. Apparently, I don't think my parents knew this, but um, Eldar is a, uh, it's like a name for like a high level elf. Okay. In Tolkien lore. All right. And I found that out and I was like, well, I only have one thing. I only have one destiny at this point. <laughs> at this point. I can only be a nerd. You can move to New Zealand and just relive the hobby. I wish, there. man. You know, there's there's places in New Zealand that will, will pay you to move there. What? Yeah. Uh, I mean, see ya. Yeah, let's see exactly. I was trying to convince my wife of this last year, but she wouldn't go because it was too cold. Like paradise, man. Yeah, you, was, dude, New Zealand is where people go to just die. Yeah, it's, it's just awesome. live and die. It's awesome there. All right, so uh, man, let's let's just jump into the show. We got a good one for you. We are going to wrap up Slamoween and introduce No Shave November. So uh, we got both of those things going on here. But before we get to that, we got to do new products and pricing. Uh, I'm gonna let you go first, this but let's this do it, man. Book. What do you got on the new? Pro- What's coming out comic book world that we need to know about? Uh, let me tell you about the top five new release comic books out okay. uh, today, this week. Uh, number one is Old Man Logan, number fifty. Okay, um, it's they're kind of Marvel is wrapping up the Old Man Logan series finally. Kind of running long, kind of like the Injustice uh, <laughs> sure. comic book line that DC does. Just takes a little bit of while. From DC Comics, we have Heroes in Crisis number two. That's priced at three ninety nine. Um, just a really interesting Batman uh, Superman story. Uh, we also have Tony Stark Iron Man number five. Uh, that came out today. Um, introducing uh, Tony Stark's brother, uh-huh. which is interesting. Uh, I really want to read that. I haven't read that number. I haven't read that yet. Um, two more. Daredevil number 610, also mm-hmm. coming out uh, today. It's a Kingpin story. I don't know if you've been watching Daredevil season three. Uh-huh. I have. It's incredible. I like it. We'll discuss that in a we'll, moment. We'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to that. that. And uh, the last one um, is Doom Patrol number 12. That's by Young Animal. It's um, kind of a younger uh, comic book line. Just okay. want to give them a little bit of love there. So sure. definitely check that out. Um, just 
kind of a just a, like a darker DC universe type comic book. Okay, definitely right. cool. So that's what I got for you. Awesome, thank you very much for that, buddy. Uh, new new releases on the sports cards side of thing. We got the big seventeen eighteen Panini flawless basketball is out. That is uh, nothing to shake a stick at. If you have the money to go grab it, then please do so. I would love to see the hits from it. 2018-19 Tops UEFA Champions. Uh, that's uh, top Tops Attack, so that's their sticker program, I do believe. Uh, 2018 Leaf Memorabilia Vault. So you're getting some full-size jerseys and helmets and footballs and all kinds of stuff out of that. Um, I got a I, Last time I opened that, I got a a, a Ric Flair 16 by 20 autograph. That um, Well, I didn't open it personally. I was a part of a draft break. Still, that's, yeah, that's, that's cool. I was, I was very happy with it. Um, 2018 Onyx Authenticated Premier Gear. Onyx does a great job with those minor league uh, teams. You're getting full yep. full pieces, of sh- like full shoes, full balls, full bats, hats, batting helmets, all kinds of stuff. And lastly but not least, 2018 Topps High Tech Baseball is also out. That is a product that you got to really pay attention to the patterns. And speaking of that, you can go check out Beckett.com for a new article that is up by Ryan Cracknell that helps break down all the patterns and all, everything you need to know about that. All right. Uh, new pricing-wise, we have uh, 2018 Cryptozoic DC Bombshells. That is priced for you. 2018, I'm sorry, 2017-18 Spectra Basketball is now priced, and 2018 Tops Gold Label is also now priced, all of which you can find in your online price guide. Please go check it out and have fun with that. Speaking of online, I want to promote the Beckett Marketplace here because that is uh, one, one of my main areas of uh, responsibility here in the office, and we are going to run a fall promotion all month long with some really great dealers. I think there's a, a list of like 15 or 20 dealers that are going to be a part of this. And they're going to give you 15% off your entire order of $20 or more. And that's going to run from November 5th all the way through the 30th. So nice. we're, we're, taking care of, we're taking care of your Black Friday. We're taking care of your holiday shopping because you're at home on Thursday and you don't want to talk to your family because they're, you're all arguing in the other room. So you're going to go ahead and hit the Beckett Marketplace and pick up uh, Steve Pierce cards and all kinds of Get other. Yeah, 15%. Yeah, 15% off of your order of $20 or more. And a lot of these places have free shipping on, on, on uh, stuff like that too. So go check them out. Go check these stores out. The link will be up and live on, f- on Monday morning. Okay. Uh, so for you to go partake in and uh, enjoy. All right. You mentioned Daredevil Season 3 on Netflix. Uh, this would typically be a Beckett whatevs moment, but... Let's since, get into it now. Let's talk about it now because you mentioned the comic book that is out. Beckett... It's so tr- it's so tricky to talk about this and not have spoilers interjected into it. I can do it, I think. All right, all right. I can do it, I think. Uh, first, well, obviously, if you're if you're watching Season 3, you've obviously seen 1 and 2, right? Hopefully. I, one would hope because if, you were, if you're not, you're going to be lost. You're going to completely be You're going to be like, lost. who is this guy? So uh, one thing I want I, that... I'm really enjoying about this is I'm not I'm not completely done with it. Me neither. I'm I, halfway through. Okay, me too. I'm a little over halfway Perfect. through. But um, the way they have depicted Kingpin is oh my god is more. He's more of the comic book Kingpin where he's the organizer and he is the he is the the puppet it's, master for the whole thing. It, right? But it's like super natural, not supernatural, but it's like superhuman levels yeah. of like cunning and right tactics right. and like messing with the sure yeah it's just crazy he, they've done such a good job with this they um, really have Matt, you know if you you know if you sh- if you were to shave your beard you know you'd probably got a kingpin thing going too because you're bald yeah i'm bald <laughs> uh 
I was, I've been asked several times to dress up as you Kingpin. You could cosplay yeah. Kingpin pretty well. I think, but I don't have a white suit. You get a white suit? What I is get, that? The white suit. I don't know. I don't I don't know if I would look. I'd look like the Goodyear blimp in a white oh, suit. Come on. I'm a big guy, man. But w- w- what we're getting at is uh, Daredevil Season 3 is freaking amazing on Netflix. I know. But I want to ask you something, about because uh, you're, you're my comic guy, right? Yeah. So yeah. they've canceled Iron Fist and Luke Cage. They have. So... So Th- those were really good, and those were integral characters in in the Defenders. Yeah, and uh, I have this small sliver of hope that they'll bring them back as Iron Fist and Power Man at, on a singular show, but I don't think that's going to happen. That, see, that probably won't happen just because of licensing. However, I think after the success of Daredevil season three, mm-hmm. um, the lukewarm response to Jessica Jones season two, yeah, I couldn't finish it. It was a talkie for six episodes straight, yeah. and I just I lost the will to complete it. Sure, um, and with the success of Punisher season yeah. one, That's great. I think they'll find a way to kind of not re yeah reboot the Defenders. Okay, and have it with Jessica Jones, Daredevil, probably have a Punisher cameo in there, and still have Luke Cage and mm. Iron Fist in that show because even though their shows are canceled, yeah. their contracts are still you know, legally binding with Marvel. Sure. So I they you. can appear mm-hmm. as cameos in Daredevil, in um, the Defenders, et cetera, et cetera. Of course. All right. Uh, great review kind of recap. No spoilers. See, see what we did there? I mean, we could have a spoiler discussion sometime, but we have to outline, hey, spoilers here. Yeah, we so. have to do that. All oh, right. Yeah. So let's set up the show for you, man. Uh, we got two great interviews for you. The yes. first one is uh, one that I did on... Uh, earlier this week, I, I got I got David Peck on the line. He is the he is the 1982 Wrestling All Stars collector. He's got a PSA registry set uh, or several PSA registries for these sets going on, mm-hmm. and he is such uh, a, a wealth of knowledge about this about this set. Obviously, because he's putting this registry together, but he's got he's got a, probably the best one in the world. And then he has also the very rare and very coveted 1979 Racks Roast Beef Wrestling set that. Uh, is well i'll give you a i'll give you a spoiler here this set cards from this set have only appeared on ebay three times in the history of rarities yes okay so uh it's it's an absolute great interview i loved i love sitting down with him and uh as we wrapped up slamoween and it's it's just something that i was as a as a wrestling nerd geek I, i geeked out about it so we had that and then we're gonna move right in from that interview to our feature interview of the week. Well, this is the Jet Appalling uh, of from No Shave November. Or I'm sorry, No Shave So No No Shave November. As we as we break down the top twenty beards in sports. Now we did number twenty through sixteen with Jet, but Jet's got some great information about how No Shave November is uh, help fund cancer help funding cancer research throughout the world. And uh, with, with this all being hit with the news of. Um, of our guy Stu from Let Me Get That Potograph, and, and we all know somebody who's been affected by cancer somehow, some some right. way. This is a great, uh, great way, great interview. Uh, talking beards, talking collectibles, and a great cause to get behind. Uh, Eldar, you got a nice beard. I got a nice beard. This is a natural fit, right? We got this. We got this. We all, got this. All wrapped up. You know, up. Um, good beard point. Good beard pointers from the guy. Yeah, gotta say, really good, really yeah. good. So you guys are gonna enjoy those, and then we'll 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 wrap up on the other side with a little bit of Beckett whatevs. Uh, with it being, we're recording this on Halloween. With it being Halloween, we're going to power rank our top five candies. I hope you guys are ready for that because uh, you know we still love candy. So yeah, it's uh, topical. It's, I would it's, say it's very topical. And then Halloween, we, and we got one more thing we want to break down for you uh, on the Halloween 
object or subject. So, guys, hang tight. This is Hot Shot Danny Douglas, the team of Jack and Fanny Pack. You are listening to the Fat Pack Podcast. All right, guys, joining us next here on uh, Slamoween. We're, we're closing out Slamoween here on the Fat Packs, and I brought in somebody that I'm excited to talk to, Mr. D-Peck, David Peck, uh, D-Peck 100 on Twitter. He, you've all seen his wrestling card collection, and even though it's PSA graded, we're not going to knock him here at Beckett for that. We're going to talk to him and enjoy it because it's it's one hell of a collection. My man has got a little bit of everything uh, where wrestling is concerned, but he's got some very nice cards uh, slabbed up in PSA slabs. So, uh, David, please introduce yourself. Let us know a little bit how long about how long you've been collecting and what got you into wrestling collecting. Sure. Um, yeah, my name is David Peck. I'm uh, from Orlando, Florida. And uh, actually, I started out collecting uh, cards in 1985, just like most young people. And... Um, you know, collecting Fleer and Tops and going after, you know, Dwight Gooden, Roger Clemens, and so forth. And uh, really just kind of collected cards um, till probably my teenage years and took a little break, then got back into it and um, really just focused on, you know, baseball and basketball for most of the time. Um, and then actually, it's kind of random how it happened. In 2009, uh, Brock Lesnar, who's my favorite athlete, he was... Um, <clears throat> getting ready to go into the UFC. And so I thought, you know, let me check online. I remember he tried out for the Vikings. You know, let me see if he's got any football cards. This might be kind of fun. So I started picking up a little bit of his football cards. I started buying um, some of his inexpensive wrestling cards. And um, so I ended up, um, you know, in in 1985, uh, the WWF released the top set, and it had obviously Hulk Hogan and, and other stars from the era and i thought you know let me just see what those go for and so in my search i came across the 1982 wrestling all-star set and i had never seen the cards and i thought wow these are really really neat and so um a guy had some listed and i uh you know i thought the price seemed high i didn't really have any uh, pricing data to go by so um he had a set listed for like 399 and uh, for the 82A, and then like 159 for the B. Okay. And so, anyway, I ended up, uh, they didn't sell, and so, I take it back, I think he wanted 300 for the B, but they didn't sell, so he lowered the price, and I ended up winning the, the auctions, and so when I got them in hand, um, I just thought, wow, these are so cool, and um, I, I, you know, had been researching cards at that point, and a lot of like non-sports sets to kind of see if there was any uh, marketability for cars that were outside the the big sports and uh once i got them i said man i gotta really uh, buy more of these and then it just kind of morphed into uh uh trying to buy you know as as many as i could but uh, try to get as you know highest graded sets as i could as well man these cards uh we were talking off air Th- this set in particular is just full of names that i absolutely loved as a child and you know into my into my teens and i'm sure that you can speak and say the same thing um outside of the huge names in it you know like hogan and 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 funk and those kind of guys who are some of the guys that drew you to the set that that maybe maybe were regional guys or maybe were lesser known guys that you were like oh this is this is great i gotta i gotta get this one well when i first saw the set um i had only the the guy only had the uh, hulk hogan pictured and jerry lawler and then he had Iron Sheik and uh, Sergeant Slaughter and Tito Santana. Okay. So once I got him in hand, um, is when I saw 
the other guys in the first two sets. Um, and so, you know, I, as an adult, um, I'd have to say Bruiser Brody is probably one of my favorites of all time. Um, I mean, there's just nothing like it. I think people can't appreciate, um, how violent the guy was in and out of the ring. And, you know, today, I mean, if you did the things that Bruiser Brody did, um, you might end up in jail or you certainly have (laughs) lots of lawsuits on your hands. Correct. Um, Carrie Von Erich was somebody that uh, is was big to me. Um, it's it's been a long time, but in uh, 1984, my parents got me a uh, a wrestling book, and it was Carrie Von Erich on the cover and Ric Flair. And I could never tell who Carrie Von Erich was because by you know 85, he you know he wasn't um, wrestling in Florida, and I just didn't know who it was. And so later that year, um, you know, we didn't have cable television. And so I didn't get to really see a lot of the wrestling outside of Florida wrestling. And then, uh, the WWF would be on, uh, channel two or WESH. And so all of a sudden I put together who Gary Von Erich was when I got to see him on world class, uh, mm-hmm. on ESPN. So, um, love the Von Erichs. Um, you know, there's a guy from the, uh, 83 set that's, uh, same area, Gino Hernandez. Yes. He's a fascinating guy. Um, you know, I think there's just, What's, there's so many people in there uh, featured that, you know, I had never even heard of. I mean, like, another guy, if, you know, if people want to see some just unbelievable wrestling talent, Tiger Mask. Uh, mm. Tiger Mask is in the 83 set, and, I mean, his matches against Dynamite Kid and some of the other Japanese stars, I mean, you just can't even believe what you're watching. Right. Uh, I know today there's very acrobatic wrestling, but, uh, you know, he just... Uh, I would say was the best, so at least on the, uh, that type of wrestling. So, and then it just kind of morphed into um, trying to find uh, the tougher cards. I mean, the the thing that's challenging about the sets is you know they were packed in a cellophane pack, so that's obviously tough on the corners. Um, the wrestling news who who made the sets, it was a um, small outfit out of Minnesota. Um, and so the cards weren't necessarily made with the greatest printing techniques and cutting methods. Um, and so you have a lot of them that have, uh, off centering, uh, frequently, you know, printing issues. Um, you know, like for example, in the 82 B, uh, Ray Stevens, uh, it's probably the toughest card in the entire set because every single one I've seen is 70, 30 side to side. And I actually have, um, the only uncut sheets. Uh, of 82A and 82B, and so it's it's kind of neat when I look at the sheets. I can it, it makes a lot more sense when you see some of the miscuts and and some of the printing imperfections um, that are very common on the cards. This is um, you know th- that's not uncommon throughout that era of of cards, anyways. But this set is really really known for being way off center in some cases, and to know that that you have uncut sheets out there. That's pretty cool, man. How did you get a hold of those sheets? Well, it's, it's a neat story. Um, there's a, and a matter of fact, um, you know, we just did an article, uh, recently on the racks roast beef cards, um, and PSA's magazine. And, uh, the, the gentleman, um, that was the other collector featured is a guy named Bob Bryla. Um, and he's out in New York and he's, um, probably in his mid seventies. And so he is a longtime wrestling collector. I mean, I'm talking at least 30-plus years, and 
you know, well before um, the Internet has sort you know, because the Internet's, in a sense, popularized wrestling collectibles. I mean, you see on Blowout, uh, you know, Net 54, all kinds of other, you know, Beckett's message board, I mean, PSA, et cetera. You know, there's just a lot of information now. There didn't used to be. So it really was the kind of hardcore collectors that um, uh, they were into it. And so Bob, um, as he's gotten a little bit older, he decided that uh, he was going to sell them. And he actually had gotten the sheets in a trade in like 1993 from James Melby. And so James Melby is actually was the co-editor with Norman Keitzer um, from the Wrestling News. And so he had had them on his wall for, I guess, 20-something years. Let's see, I got him a couple of, Yeah, he had them he for about 23 years. And so he... Um, he put them on eBay at some at pretty high prices, and um, you know I just uh, kind of looked at them and you know didn't really didn't really uh, go very far. And a fellow um, wrestling card collector, a guy named Rob England, he goes by Wrestling Card King on eBay and, and on the internet. And so he put me in touch with Bob, and you know after Bob and I chatted for a while, you know he realized this stuff was important to me and that um, it, it would fit well in my collection. And so we ended up, um, I bought the first one from him, the 82A, and uh, we did kind of a cash trade deal. Um, and then, I don't know, maybe six months later, uh, I got the 82B. So I still have them in the um, um, frames that he sent them to me in, and uh, it, they're neat. It, it's, uh, um, it's really just kind of fascinating that, uh, that something like that exists. And, and quite frankly, I'm thrilled there's not many of them out there, not, not just from the collectability aspect, but... I, you know, I would hate to have, um, you know, the right person get a hold of that stuff and just cut it up and make, um, you know, high-grade cards. Yeah, that, that would be a shame. Uh, so please never, ever sell those. Just keep them forever for yourself because that's uh, – I don't want to see them cut up either. Now, with this uh, – you you are the guy on PSA with this, with this set. How much time – I mean, how much time have you put into – to building this and creating this registry and uh you know is it is it something that you're still looking to add to or are, are you calling it you know complete well it's never complete right because i don't have um all the best you know the highest graded cards mm-hmm. um you know i think the um so i got started in august of 09 and um it, it was kind of a, a weird thing back then um, I'm in financial services, and so uh, I've been playing with the stock market for like 20 years and now. And so anyway, in 2008, I got roughed up pretty good um, trading options. And ah. so I said, you know, what, what, what's something I can do with excess cash um, that I think could, you know, uh, one, not go to zero, and two, that maybe there was some opportunity. And so... I just started kind of prospecting as a, a sort of as a hobby, but also investment at first um, in wrestling cards. And so, you know, I, I, I realized, I mean, what really kind of made me think there was um, hope for them was that, you know, I think when you look at the wrestling stars, um, yes, everybody makes fun of it that it's fake and choreographed and predetermined, et cetera. But these guys are pop culture icons. I mean, if you send Ric Flair or Hulk Hogan into the airport, um, they may not have 500 home runs like Mike Schmidt, but I will guarantee you that more people stop 
Ric Flair than would stop Mike Schmidt. Absolutely. And so yeah. I just thought, you know what, there's got to be something here. And, and then as, as grading kind of took hold, um, you know, I, I sent my first cards in to be graded in, in 2010, and I just was hooked. And so um, in terms of time, it, it's probably kind of embarrassing how much time I've spent on it because, um, you know, I, 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 I look at eBay every day, um, multiple times a day. You know, my buying has slowed over the years because, uh, one, a lot of the material um, is not popping up as frequently. Um, two, you know, you can only have so many of the same cards. I mean, at some point, like I have 21 Hulk Hogan's. Um, you know, at some point, you know, you have enough, so to speak. Um, but I'm always, I'm always um, uh, prospecting. I mean, I just sent in uh, an order recently to PSA where I got uh, an Iron Sheik Jim Minton. I um, was beyond excited. I, I submitted a Crusher and a Nine. Uh, he's one of the more uh, difficult cards. So, you know, there's the... It, you just you just don't stop. So now, I mean, my focus is is trying to acquire uh, the cards I don't have. But I tell you, it just it's gotten so tough. I mean, just last night, um, I was participating in a, a pre work card collector auction uh, for the Hacksaw Duggan uh, PSA ten, and and that's a population three. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, it ended up uh, you know going for more than I was willing to spend. Uh, it went for like I think twenty seven hundred or twenty seven fifty, and you know it's the registry is a weird thing because actually there's you know and I'm just as guilty as the next of kind of hoarding cards. So that guy, uh, the guy who won it, he has all three of the the PSA tens of that card. So <laughs> wow. um, yeah, so you know you just have to keep keep hunting, and uh, you know it, I, I don't um, I just don't envision it stopping anytime soon, and. You know, I guess my, my current focus for the most part is Brock Lesnar because uh, his cards aren't that expensive. And, um, you know, there's some of them are, you know, I guess it's a little more up the alley of a lot of your listeners as far as some of the numbered short print, you know, football cards and things like that. And so, you know, like I got a, uh, a 2004 sweet spot uh, gold Brock Lesnar. And here again, this isn't a super expensive card, but it took me seven years to get one. So, you know, that... That the collector side is, um, you know, it's so exciting sometimes when you you, know, you finally uncover something you want. So that's kind of where I'm at with Brock. Brock is a is an interesting character because, well, you have the UFC, you have uh, the WWE, and does he have a fo- does he have a few football cards? You might know better than I do. Does he have a few cards? Oh yeah, he, he's got a bunch. I mean, they're in the uh, the two two thousand four. It's in uh, three different sets. He's got Leaf. He's got. Yeah, upper deck sweet spot, and then playoff honors. Okay, so you got all of that. So I mean, that's a guy that you could collect for, for you know, foreseeably into the future because he's not going away anytime soon. And uh, you know, the way the WWE uses him sparingly, uh, I'm sure that he'll be around qu- quite a bit there uh, as well. So that Brock is makes a lot of sense. But I look at this, I look back at this '82 uh, wrestling set, and outside of one is that considered Hulk Hogan's rookie card? And two, outside of Hogan, is there a guy that you that you really just were drawn to? That may, well, let me ask it this way: who who's the guy that you have the most cards of from that set? Um. Well, to answer the first question, uh, Hogan has um, a card from Japan that came in um, the Poppy wrestling figure sets. Um, it's a smaller card. 
and the back is in, uh, has a little bit of Japanese writing. Okay. Uh, very rare. I do not own one. Um, they're, they're going for pretty good money. I mean, I, I lost one, I guess, in the past year on eBay for just under 1100 um, And, you know, I, but it doesn't have the... Um, I think that's one of those cards where good condition or bad condition is going to bring a pretty decent price. I don't think you're going to get the multiplier that you get. Uh, you know, like a PSA 10 Hogan, if one ever existed, I mean, that's a $25,000 card all day long. Okay. Um, but but the poppy, if it was a 10, it might be, you know, 2000 versus a 9 is 1500 You know, it just doesn't have that amplified value. Um, as far as the most cards... Um, it's actually Bruiser Brody and Kerry Von Eric. Um, I've got, uh, I don't even know. It's in the high thirties, low forties, uh, of each one of those. Um, and then, uh, like Andre the Giant, I got a bunch of his, I got, I don't know, 27 or something of those. So I got, I got a lot of the stuff and you know, it's, it's that what's happened in the last few years is signed wrestling cards have really, um, taken off there's definitely some growth in the number of collectors there and and the prices they're paying and so um what's happened is you know for probably the first like seven or eight years i just kind of ordered the cards and, and i really wouldn't sell much in the last 18 months i've been um you know selling some of them the, the raw copies to uh collectors to get signed and so you know obviously brody is dead right. and uh so is Von Eric. Actually, speaking of Brody, um, I just sold a, uh, a signed Bruiser Brody, and, and, and since this is Beckett, you guys will love this. Um, <laughs> it was a BGS nine, and it was uh, it was authenticated with JSA when y'all had the relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sold that to a collector out of New Jersey, and uh, that went for five thousand. So I mean, wow. you know, yeah, I mean, or well, five thousand and one dollars to be exact. But the um, yeah, I mean, there's there's real interest in the sign cards. And I tell you behind, you know, not on eBay is where a lot of those transact. I mean, uh, an Andre, the giant, uh, signed, um, authenticated. I, you know, I know of a sale of $8,000. Um, you know, uh, there's a, like a Gino Hernandez, you know, we mentioned him earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, he died in 86. Uh, you know, card came out in October of 83. So very short window of time to get signed. Um, so it's, and actually, What's cool about that is, well, it's cool, it's good and bad. There's some bunch of them are super rare, but the Grand Wizard's the only one that you can't get signed. He died right when the, uh, like maybe two weeks before the 83 set came out. So um, it's kind of, it's like a, you can get it up to 107, but you can't get up to 108. So. <laughs> That's that's very true there now you mentioned brody a few times we've we've mentioned brody a few times and uh he's a he's a guy that that fascinates me earlier you said that you know if you did the things that he did now you would probably be arrested but for those of the, for my listeners who might not know who bruiser brody was he was an absolute star in in 80s wrestling and he died tragically when he was correct me if i'm wrong here david he died he, he was stabbed 37 times in a shower in puerto rico is that correct well, I didn't know the the thirty seven number, but I mean, he was stabbed in the in the locker room in Puerto Rico by Jose Gonzalez, right? Vader one, Vader one, badly. I mean, with a huge knife. This was a guy that, if he ever went to New York, he would have been just on top of the world. I think he was he was 
I think at the time he was the type of build that Vince liked. And, um, you know, he might not have dethroned Hogan, but he would have definitely gave Hogan a great heel run, uh, that, you know, a great heel program that they could have ran probably, you know, into the, into the early nineties before Hogan left to go to WCW. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would, but I tell you what, I think that, um, there's a couple of things that were working against that. Number one, um, Hogan or Terry did not like to work stiff. Mm, um, Brody was as stiff as they come. Correct. <laughs> um, also he, you know, one of the things that's been speculated, uh, as to why he was murdered was, you know, he was so tough with promoters. I mean, um, one of the guys in the sets is Dick the Bruiser. Mm-hmm. And Dick the Bruiser was a, a, a great wrestler himself, and he teamed up with the Crusher, and he had his own um, uh, promotion and out of Indiana. Um, and, you know, Brody beat him up in the locker room in front, of the guy, in front of the boys, as they're called. So I think the challenge, and then in 86, um, what really... Uh, put kind of an end to uh, Brody's really ability to work much in the States was uh, he he, um, went out to the ring in Minnesota working for Vern Gagne and then just walked back to the back and, you know, in front of the crowd. And so, Uh I mean, he had numerous examples of, well, actually in 87, if if people uh, like wrestling, go on YouTube and check out the, uh, the match between Brody and Lex Luger um, from Lakeland, Florida, in 87, where he completely would not sell any of Luger's moves, and Luger freaks out and literally climbs the cage and runs to the back and, and, and flees the building. So I think when you had all that going on, it probably made it where Vince probably just didn't think he could control him. Mm. And, you know, so I think that would have been a stumbling block in terms of a matchup. Oh, man. I mean, you know, people just can't appreciate how big Brody was. I mean, by the, by the mid-'80s, you know, I've read, I've read both of his books um, that are sort of popular, and by the mid-'80s, he'd kind of uh, stopped taking as many steroids. Um, and so, you know, he lost probably like 30 pounds. But in the, in the late-'70s, early-'80s, he was well north of 300 pounds mm. and, you know, incredibly strong and, um, and violent. You know, I mean, this guy... You know, like, Hogan's never been thought of as a real tough guy. I mean, he's a huge man. He could obviously, um, I only weigh 170 pounds. I mean, he could throw me across the room. But you get him in there with a guy like Brody, who's a legit tough guy, um, I think I think uh, he would have made mincemeat of Hogan if it, if it ever really got physical. Uh, yeah, I agree with you that on that. Now, you you, you mentioned a set earlier in conversation, the rack set. This is this is one of those sets that is is famous because of how awesomely rare it is. Why don't you break that down for us and tell us what that entails? Well, I'll tell you what the um, the racks roast beef set is um, by far the most rare set of wrestling cards that exist. I mean, it's, it's not even a, a debate. Um, there was only 1,200 of them handed out. And, you know, there's, it's my understanding there was approximately 2,000 of each of the wrestling all-star sets made, but those were sold mail order only, so a lot of them survived. I mean, you can get on eBay um, and find a Hulk Hogan card any day of the week. 
Um, you know, and so, but these, these racks cards, there was 1,200 of them made. Um, they were handed out in Nashville, Tennessee. So Nick Goulos was the promoter uh, of Nashville. And so he's big in the NWA. And um, so anyway, they did a Thanksgiving spectacular. Um, and it was, it was going to be Jerry the King Lawler against superstar Billy Graham. Um, it's my understanding that Graham uh, wasn't able to make the date. Um, and so anyway, they handed the, the sets out to each family. And so originally we thought that the attendance was terrible, but after, you know, I did a extensive research, um, on the set and trying to find as much information as I could. And it turns out there was a little over 4,300 at the show. So, um, and subsequently I found out they, there was some left over they gave out in Chattanooga the following week. And so, um, but what's, what happened is, you know, they came in a, in a pack. Um, they were actually wrapped with uh, red rubber bands, of all things. Um, and they had an offering for a uh, free French fries from Rack's Roast Beef. So, uh, for years, I thought that the cards were maybe a giveaway um, at the restaurant. And as I said, it turned out that it was just Rack's was a sponsor with uh, Pap's Blue Ribbon. So very few of the cards survived, and um, it wasn't until I opened the sealed set that I purchased from Scott Teal, who was a famous uh, wrestling historian and author and actually took the photographs for the cards, um, that we actually had a complete checklist. So there's 22 cards, and then there's the, uh, the free French fry giveaway. And so, um, I mean, you can't, in the in the uh, nine plus almost ten years um, that I've been collecting uh, wrestling cards, uh, there's only been three times that there's been racks cards on eBay, and um, so I, I you know for a long time I kind of wondered I was like do these things even exist you know sure and um, so anyway I was fortunate enough to, um, to 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 get a set and and then the guy I mentioned earlier Bob. Um, from New York, he has a set as well, and he got his from, uh, there's a longtime wrestling collector, I guess he goes by Mr. Wrestle on eBay in New York, and, I, and he has some crazy stuff, like Gorgeous George, like some of his ring-worn attire, I mean, some very ex- expansive, you know, collection of things, and so myself, him, and then uh, one other person that uh, is on a, a Facebook page that you know, it's about Memphis wrestling, uh, are the only three known sets. Now that's wow. not to suggest that there's not more out there. Um, but you know, you, you, you just don't come across cards like this, uh, that are that rare. And, you know, I'm not, I don't live in some dream world where I think wrestling collectibles are ever going to achieve, you know, the values of, of, uh, baseball and football, et cetera. But if this was a set that was, um, from baseball, I mean, the value would be astronomical. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, you know what? And the, the cool thing about that is, is I'm, I'm flipping through this checklist and I'm looking at these pictures and there's not, there's not huge, huge names in this, but these are all guys that you, I think fans of wrestling in that era would at least recognize. And to know that there's only the three sets out there that, that we're speaking of here, I'm like, not to say that there's not more is it's just mind boggling to me. And you said these have only been on eBay three, three times at all. Yeah. Yeah, so what happened is there was a, uh, a batch of cards. 
um, sometime in the past 10 years, like eight to 10 years ago, like the, if you do Google searches, um, and anybody out there that's searched for cards or information on sets, you, you, a lot of times you'll come across this website called WorthPoint, and you have to have a, uh, uh, a membership to use it, but it kind of will show you uh, the item. So that's the first time that anybody had seen them. Uh, the second time, and this was kind of a bummer, um, was probably two and a half years ago, but it, it is what led to me being able to buy them from Scott Teal, is somebody in uh, Pensacola, Florida, had cleaned out a closet, and there was like guns and a few other things and these uh, wrestling cards. And so listed them on eBay um, for, you know, like $5 a piece or whatever, and I think maybe like there was maybe... 10 to 14, I, don't, I couldn't tell you exactly, cards, and it went for like 700 bucks. And, I mean, he was completely astonished. And so that's when I told Scott about that, because I had already been trying to um, get information from him and, and, and buy him. Um, and then that kind of led to me being able to purchase the set eventually. And so, and then in the past, probably about three or four months ago, um, 18 of the cards popped up on eBay. And, I mean, they look like they've been run over by car or something. I mean, they were just gone. I mean, they were clearly probably cards that were on the floor that that night that, uh, that somebody picked up and they went for like almost 800 bucks. And you know, the set, the drawback is obviously the, the, the checklist of, of, uh, performers and office staff. I mean, it doesn't have Hulk Hogan. It doesn't have Ric Flair. Um, I, I, what drew me originally to the set was Dr. David Schultz. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just looking at him. And to, you know, to me, David Schultz is kind of a mythical wrestling character. I mean, uh, you know, for those that aren't familiar with him, he's the guy that slapped John Stossel in 1984, and that that really pretty much put it into his wrestling career. He he bounced around in Memphis for maybe another two or three years, and and then he went on to be a bounty hunter. And so I always wanted his card, um, but probably the second best card in the set, and we didn't know it existed till I opened the pack was uh, Prince Tonga. And, right. you know, we talk about people that are tough, like legitimate tough guys in wrestling. Everybody has a Tonga or Haku, Ming. Those are the primary names he, he wrestled under at the top. Right. And, you know, so I actually was fortunate enough to um, have dinner with him. Uh, another wrestling collector from Miami, this guy Greg Weiss, um, he, he's a vendor you know, he does a lot of these uh, WrestleCon and these various, um, the big event in New York. And so um, him and I met up with uh, with Tonga um, out by Disney World and um, had dinner and drinks with him. And what a nice guy. And he had never seen the card. He, he knew he had one, he, but he had just never seen it. And, um, was, you know, he loved seeing it, obviously. Sure. <laughs> Why, who wouldn't? I, I, he is such a, again, like you said, he's one of those mythical characters that, well, he's such a tough guy, and every time I think of him in the ring, and you know, he's he's beating the hell out of somebody. But I'm sure he was a really nice guy. So being able to present this Prince Tonga card to him, uh, his reaction must have been a little bit overwhelming for him. I would assume because you know, he's never one, he's never seen it, and two, he he almost looks nice. He he almost looks like he's a nice guy in this card, right? Yeah, I mean he he's a um, it's a, he's such a fun guy to talk to because. You know, you're you're a little bit fearful in the sense that you know who the guy is, but it, but it, you know at this stage he's kind of like a big teddy bear, right? Um, but 
he, he his stories. I mean, once once we got drinking, um, you know, one of my favorite drinks is uh, sugar free Red Bull and vodka. Okay. And, uh, so, so he 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 liked those too. So we started pounding <laughs> the uh, pounding the booze and. Um, some of the waiters, it was great because they came over and, you know, they were losing their mind. They're like, hey, you know, we're sorry, to, sorry to interrupt, but, you know, we just want to say hi. And so, but once he got talking, I mean, he, um, he's been through it all. And, you know, he's not, he's not very well off uh, financially because of some of the antics that, that you read about online. I mean, the, right. um, there's a story from, I think it's either New Jersey or New York in, the, in an airport bar where some guys started saying, oh, wrestling's fake, and ended up biting the guy's nose off. And, um, you know, it cost him, I think he said, $1.6 million. I mean, he, he, he wow. settled some very large settle, settlements uh, for some of the damage he's done to people. Wow. Well, my man, I can't think of a better way to end this interview than Prince Tonga biting someone's nose off drink, and while sharing stories like that while you guys are drinking uh, Red Bulls and vodka. So, uh Man, I just want to say thank you for coming on the show and thank you for making time for me today. I cannot also think of a better way to end Slamoween, this this fourth annual Slamoween, with, uh, other than talking about this great set, your great registry that you've put together, and well, both of them, the 82 and the, and the rack set. So, man, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, before we get you out of here, let my listeners know where they can follow you on social media. Let them know about your website and where they can see the registry. Yeah, um, I don't. I'm not real active on Twitter. I'm just kind of on there to follow a few people. Um, it's uh, it's Dpec100 on Twitter, and um, actually, you know what? My Instagram's kind of cool at this point. I've I've managed to um, upload some pretty good scans. Uh, that's 1982 Wrestling All Stars, and then I've got this little uh, show and tell website. That's um, it's not that big, but it's you know it's got some neat stuff and. One of the things that's cool, you know, we kind of touched on before we got on the air was that the the wrestling sets used uh, pictures from the magazines. So if there's anybody out there that actually wants to see the photos that were used to make the cards, my website, the uh, 1982wrestlingallstars.com, is um, you know has that, and and it's got links to my uh, my PSA uh, registry set. So I, I really appreciate you. Uh, having me on this has been uh, a lot of fun and um thanks again all right man uh we'll talk you are welcome back anytime in fact i want to have you back on uh next year to get an update uh where where your set is and see how you've uh, added to it and maybe some expansion of your brock lesnar collection as well so uh thank you very much and we'll talk again soon okay okay you have a great day Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to the Fat Pack. And joining us next here on the Fat Packs podcast is our feature inter- feature interview this week. And uh, it's, we switched up. We went a little different. Um, we j- we're just ending Slamoween, and that, that's been a fun little thing as we talked about wrestling and, and MMA and boxing all month long. And we have a great interview that you just listened to with my friend David Peck about his wrestling card collection. But now we're going into November. This is this is uh, November 1, if you're listening to this on, on release day. And we're going to celebrate No Shave November. So I thought, hey, why not reach out to the guys who run No Shave November? Let's run down what that organization is all about and run down the top 20 beards in sports. And we're going to start off the list today with 20 through 16. But before we get to that, I got Jet on the line. Jet, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what No Shave November is. Just want to say hello to all the listeners. I'm Jet and uh, Jet Appling, and I'm the director of fundraising initiatives for the Matthew Hill Foundation. 
And the Matthews Health Foundation is the organization that started No Shave November. Uh, my role in the company is to help people with their fundraisers because everyone's really excited about not shaving for the entire month. But I like to just check in with everybody and remind them that, hey, it's really important that we all focus on what this is about. It's a fundraiser for cancer prevention, awareness, research, and treatment. Okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, it's Eldar here. I just had another quick question for you. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about Matthew Hill and the Hill family? Like, how did their story really set this whole movement in motion? I can, yeah. So back in 2007, <clears throat> uh, now, and just a quick disclaimer, I never actually met Matthew Hill, so all of this I know just from talking with the family. Okay. And Matthew Hill passed away back in 2007, and as uh, his children watched what he went through and they wanted to figure out a way to sort of honor his memory, about two years later was when a Facebook page started and on that Facebook page, that's where they just, you know, uh, really wanted to create a, create a memoriam for Matthew Hill. And from there, it started to gain a following. And then what people, what, what started from there was No Shave November. And the idea behind that was the, this web, web-based nonprofit organization, what we wanted to do is we wanted to devote uh, all of our focus on, like I said, cancer prevention and awareness. And uh, the idea is with people dropping the razor, what they do is they sort of embrace their, their hair growth, which cancer patients don't really have the option of doing that as they're going through chemo and they're losing hair. And so the idea is the money that people would spend on shaving daily, they would take that money and donate it to, as I mentioned, prevention, awareness, research, and treatment. That is a wonderful, wonderful cause that we're getting him in. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be honest with you, Jet. The reason, the real reason we brought you on is we had a, a very good friend of the show who was recently uh, uh, diagnosed with liver cancer and lung cancer, and uh, this was out of the blue on a Friday, and it, his story really touched me, and it touched our our hobby, the community that we we run with, and. Uh, so we want, I wanted to get more information about what no, no Shave November is, and that's why I really asked you on. With that being said, you know, the ultimate goal here is, is just a cancer-free world, and uh, you know we're, we're we're finding ways to fund it through through No Shave November and other organizations. But I'm I'm sure that you can share some just wonderful stories about lives that have been touched through No Shave November and the organization. Can you share just a couple of those? So that's where it's a little bit challenging because we don't necessarily have these direct stories where we can say that money we raised went to this individual and here's how they used it, right? What we do with the funds that are raised is each year, no less than 80% and it's usually closer to 90%, to be honest with you, goes to three different causes. And uh, for this particular year, all of the uh, money is going to be benefiting fight colorectal cancer, Prevent Cancer Foundation, and the St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. And what, what happens every now and again is uh, people, and you mentioned your friend uh, was diagnosed with, did you say lung and liver cancer? Did I hear that right? That is correct, sir. So the, the reason I ask that is because a lot of times people ask about, you know, the type of cancer research, and we don't, while our focus is colorectal cancer, we do, the money does go to benefit, you know, prevention and awareness for all sorts of cancer. We just 
because of personal reasons, tend to lean towards colorectal cancer. And so to answer your question about individuals that have been affected, uh, it's really hard to track that down. But I can tell you that we've raised over $5 million since 2009 when No Shave November started. And and that's that's huge because each year we keep challenging ourselves to raise a little bit more. And as I mentioned, there's three causes. All of them are getting equal splits of that money. That's that's an amazing uh, testimony there because you know every, we all know somebody who's been been affected by cancer in in, in yeah, some way absolutely. or some form. So um, the, I can really get behind what you guys are doing here. Are the fat packs we can really get behind what you're doing. So um, let me do, before we get into how we get started and how we can. Uh, participate this month i want to i want to uh, get into this list the top 20 beards and sports and uh we wanted to bring bring an expert on in beards and we thought hey n- there's nobody better than no shave november uh dot org and we brought you on to talk about numbers 20 through 16 are you ready to do this bud i am ready to do this i have some i have some thoughts on these beards okay sounds good so the first one up uh <laughs> number 20 we have uh, lebron james uh, forward for the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, total cards nine thousand seven hundred forty-two with a total book value of one million three hundred eighty-four thousand six hundred twenty-six dollars. That's a lot of money, man. That's that's a lot of money. All right, Jet. That's that's our side. We're the collecting side. We just told you the total book value and the total number of cards he has in our database. What about his beard game? So here's the thing about the no mustache beard. Okay. It's a tough I one. I get it. I, here's, here's why I get it. Because when it comes to practicality, especially, you know, in, in LeBron's case, he has a wife. And, and a lot of times, uh, you know, someone's partner may not like to kiss a beard, no matter how much you like to have a beard. If your partner's like, yeah, man, I'm not, I'm not making out with you because you have a beard, then you may have to do the no mustache beard, right? So in that sense, I totally get it. But then... To kind of look at it, it's like, eh, I, I kind of see why you put him at 20. You know, it's not a bad beard. It's really not a bad beard. I appreciate how he has it groomed at the, you know, at the, the ear line and at the neckline. I really appreciate all of that. And I definitely appreciate the practicality of leaving the mustache off. But sometimes look at it, I kind of give it a little, little head tilt, you know, but it's a good beard overall. All right, Jed, that's that's a good analysis, but I, I want to ask you about uh, his playoff beard. It seems to be a little bit thicker and a little more defined in the playoffs as a lot of guys on this list. So, uh, what do you think about what do you what do you think about that? Do you think that's true, or is it is it just the same beard throughout without the mustache? I think it's true for two reasons. One, I've definitely noticed it, and you know, and it's not even like I spend the entire game watching his beard, but I definitely have noticed it. And then the other reason I think it's true is because. Uh, athletes, and this is not a slight on any athlete, but athletes tend to be superstitious. Mm. So if they know that a thing is working for them and the games are going well, they're not going to mess with what's working for them, right? So if if that beer getting thick means that you're performing well, you let it get thicker. That's that's very true. The, that's like the guys that don't change their socks during the playoffs. That's gross, but <laughs> it happens, right? Yeah, that, that is gross. Yeah. <laughs> All right, no, <laughs> number nineteen. This is a this is a guy that is absolutely hated here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area because of a home run and a bat flip, but I think it's a great thing for baseball. Mr. Jose Bautista, Joey Bats 19 on Twitter. Um, he plays right field and third base for the Philadelphia Phillies now. In our database, he has a total total number of cards of 3,905 and a total book value of just over $16,000. What's up with this beer game, though? What do you think, Jet? 
You know what? Here, so here's what I like about the beard. I like that it's in the you know the the thick of the woods, like right there in the cheeks. It's really it's dense. I love that. It's dense without being long. So that's it's a strong beard. But here's where it here's where it kind of drops some points, in my opinion, on the on the edges of the beard, top and around the neckline. Then it's not always groomed and and lined up. You know, right. so because of that, it's like. It's like, do you care about your beard, bro, or what's going on, <laughs> right? And so, so I, so you know, it's it's just sort of love hate because on the one hand, it's like you could tell that he could totally grow a strong beard even without it being long, but on the other hand, he's not he's not taking care of it and making it look as good as it could. He really does have the uh, the full uh, just black beard going for him. No bald spots. No patchy spots nothing like that it's just it is it's it's complete but i do agree with you it's a little it could use a little bit more grooming so so let's go ahead and move on to number 18 on our list uh mr steve pierce uh left fielder for the boston red sox now this one i was a little bit um not confused with but the man he kind of rocks the jason statham more so than anything else it's less of a full beard but what do you think what's your what's your opinion on uh on mr pierce's beard well, I think I think that he definitely does the the playoff beard thing, right? Because it's uh, when you when I've seen him in a regular season, the beard is not uh, it's not it's not as thick. But then, and, and you even mentioned this already that it's kind of standard across the board. You know, the the concept of the playoff beard. And when I see what he looks like in the World Series versus the regular season, it's definitely playoff beard. So then you have to wonder how committed is he to the beard year round, right? And uh, and there's nothing wrong if he's not committed to a year round, but uh, I don't know. So it's it's not. I don't know. I don't know that I would go around talking about his beard throughout the season. You know, uh, I'm gonna and be. I see, I see what you mean about the Jason Statham. I, I'm gonna be honest with you here, Jet. I'm I I put this list together, and uh, this is more or less he's rocking the playoff beard. They just won the World Series. They're having their parade today, for for heaven's sakes. So I had to get a I had to get a champion on this list, and uh, this this was my guy that I went with. His beard, his playoff beard, is definitely more definable than his regular season beard. So uh, there might be some there might be some issue there. I can see where an argument can be made for someone else. All right, number seventeen on our list is uh, the. The very popular defenseman in the in the NHL, but not very collectible, Nick Letty. He's got he's got a strong beard game, but in our database, he has just over twenty one hundred dollars worth of value in it. That's neither here nor there. That beard game is tight, though. What do you what do you think about Nick Letty here? So here's what I here's what I love about this beard is he does the the mustache is so strong that his top lip goes away, <laughs> and and it's <laughs> right. You, right. You know you you know what I'm talking about, okay? And and so it's a block away. You're like, that's a beard, right? And so <laughs> it's it's thick. It's groomed and lined on, you know, uh, both sides, neckline, and the top lip goes away when it's at, at that certain length. I like it. It's a good beard. Strong Look beard. Look at that thing. Look at that thing. That's nice. That's nice. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to number 16. Um, you probably know the guy, Travis Brown. UFC heavyweight, uh, married to Ronda Rousey with a uh, total cards of 290 with a total book value of 947. The Viking beard, what do we think about it? <laughs> you know what? The Viking beard always makes more of an impression on me when the hair is just as long. Right. But 
when when the hair is not there, then it's kind of to me I kind of perceive it as this intimidation tactic, which in his line it of work is. is you know obviously the thing to do, right? Because when you see, I don't know how many people you've met in real life that are bald with a beard, but you're like, okay, I'm not, I'm probably not going to fuck with this guy or mess with this guy. Yeah, exactly, and exactly, so, exactly. We'll have to we'll you know, that one there. So, <laughs> no, you're right, you're right. So because, because of that combination, I think it definitely works for him. And the important thing about a beard is that you can't just wear a beard just because you can grow one. Sometimes you got to stop and think, does a beard work for me or not? And it works for him. It, it, you know, as a as a bald guy with a beard, Jet, I'm. I, I have to tell you that there's not a lot of people that that do come mess with me. I know. So uh, right. I, I, I see what you're working with there. Now I have a follow up question here because he is married to Ronda Rousey. Who's kicking whose arse here? Is it Rousey kicking his arse, or or could you, who do you think would win in a fight? That's tough. So so here's the thing. I don't know if you've ever been in a relationship with an athlete. <laughs> but let me tell you, we, uh, I, I have, and it's just constant wrestling. There's never, ever a winner in the house. Okay. You know, there's always like, we're going to wrestle to get this done. We're going to maybe spar a little bit to get that done. And at the end of the day, it's, it's all just like when you were 10 years old, play fighting with your best friend. Right. Right. And so, so there's, there's constant playful, loving, you know, sort of, Fighting, but it's never it's never mean or aggressive. It's all from a place of love. So I don't know that they ever even want to have a winner. Okay, I got you. But I'm just saying, I'm going out on the record here. She's got that arm bar, and I think that she would totally kick his ass with it. That's just my opinion. Uh, plus, she's just she's so intimidating, and he looks like a big guy. He is a big guy. But uh, Derek Lewis knocked him out, so I'm not I'm not real concerned about his uh, his, his fighting ability. All right, man, that was fun. Thanks for running down that list with us, uh, look, guys. Look, we'll look forward to running out the rest of the list throughout the month. Um, I wanted to make a little caveat here that I put this list together, but what I did is you're gonna you're gonna miss names like Brett Kessel, who has a, a beautiful beard, but he's not an active player, so I didn't put him on the list. I wanted to have active guys uh, on rosters and whatever sport they are. So uh, Br- names like Brett Kessel are not here. Quincy Acey, who played for the Sacramento Kings, who had a, a magnificent beard, is not on this because he's not on a roster right now. So uh, that's that. All right, Jed, thanks for running down that list for us. Uh, we're going to start – I'm sorry, I, I want to make the caveat that there's some players on here, uh, guys with beards that are not on this list, like Brett Kessel and Quincy Acey, who probably should be, but they're not on active rosters. So I wanted to get guys who are on active rosters and have some kind of collectability to them. Now, speaking of collectability, we are a collectibles podcast, so i got to ask this question, Jet. Growing up, or are you now into collectibles at all, did you – did you collect sports cards? Did you collect Pokemon? Did you collect comic books? Or do you read comic books? I mean, what's going on? Do you got anything like that going on? I collected two things when I was a kid. I collected uh, basketball cards, and I collected um, comic books. Awesome. And what I would do is, like, every week I would have my dad take me to the comic book store, and I would just, whatever money I had, I would just buy, like, you know, whatever magazines i was keeping up with and whatever and just you know buy a new package i kept them all in like the protective sheets and all of that and it was only recently i'd say within the last i don't know 10 years or so that i visited home i'm originally from detroit and uh and i was like you know what i need to get this out of my parents basement because you know there who knows what's going to happen it could flood something like that i just wanted to keep them with me and get it out of their way 
So I brought it all home and I like, because I'm a nerd, I went through all of it and put it into like an Excel spreadsheet and just to keep, keep track of like what I have without going down into my storage unit and looking it up and all that jazz. That is a very nerd thing to do, but we can understand that here on this show because yeah. because that's what we do. I do the exact <laughs> yeah. same things, Jet. All right, man. Uh, Every comic book is in a plastic sleeve. Yeah, exactly, you exactly. Do you have a favorite comic book character? You know what? Uh, originally, it uh, it was and still is Spider Man, just because I grew up reading him in the uh, in the paper. Yeah, yeah. And that and that was before I bought my first comic, and then um, and then from there. I really got into Wolverine. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. There's been. Uh, did you have you seen Logan? I have. Yeah. Oh, what a what a good film. What a beard too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but cool, man. Um, so you know, just once again, thank you uh, so much for coming on. Just got a, one more quick thing. Um, uh, can you go ahead and just give our listeners the details on how they can get involved with No Shave November? Yeah, totally. Uh, first thing. People want to go and check out noshave.org. So it's N-O-S-H-A-V-E.org. And when they go there, they can set up a team page. And I mentioned a team page because a lot of times people want to do this either with their friends or maybe with their coworkers or something like that. And here's something else that I want to, I want to mention, okay? And this is, this is crazy talk. I know that your, your audience may kind of like look at the speakers kind of funny when they hear this, but... We want everybody to drop the razor, okay? Not just people who can grow beards. So that means if you want to not shave something else, that's entirely up to you, then that is an option. The reason I mention this, the reason I mention this is because we have a lot of people that are, you know, on teams with everybody, right? Like we, we have a lot of police officers that get involved and they're like, yeah, but we have this uniform policy. We can't really grow hair. So in that case, then maybe you grow something else. That's all I'll say about that. I, I, I get, right. I get what you're selling, man. I get what you're selling. That's right, funny. Right, right. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, it helps the ladies too if they want to join. So that's uh, that's all one thing or another. All right, man. Let's get you out of here because we got to get back to work. But before we do, please drop all the social media and all the web anything that we need to know uh, that 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 kind of stuff to get involved. I see you guys got a nice following on Facebook, but you might need some help over on Twitter. So give us those details. Right on, yeah. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, then check us out at no underscore shave. And if you want to uh, check us out on Instagram, let me, why, why is it not up? Here we are. Sorry about that. Uh, Instagram is no underscore shave underscore November. And we're going to be posting things on a regular basis about little challenges that we're going to have in different cities around around the country and all of that. That's awesome. Guys, go check them out uh, on Twitter, Instagram. they got a nice Facebook following as well. Just no-shave uh, November there on Facebook. Jet, thank you for your time. Thank you for uh, running down this list for us. I'm very happy to kick off No Shave November with you. And you, this is going to be a theme all month long on, on the Fat Packs podcast. And just remember, just let it grow. Just let it grow. <laughs> I like it. Right on. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate you both. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Chris from Slipknot, and you're listening to Fat Pack. All right, man. Back to back interviews with David Peck and Jet Appling. Am I saying that Appling, Appalling? I don't know. I don't want to offend the guy. Let's call him Jet. I'm not going to offend the guy. Let's don't call ask him, me. Let's, let's call him Jet. Jet. That's such a cool name. That's a really cool name. That's cool. Jet. You can only be one thing growing up as a Jet. As Jet. Like, I mean, 
like what's another really cool name? Bruce. Bruce. Bruce is cool. With Co- Batman. <laughs> so I have a cat named Bruce. Really? I do. Oh, that's weird. His name is well. It's Bruce Wayne. My son loved my oh, yeah, my son loves Batman. Batman. Recurring so, themes. Yeah, I like rec- it. yeah, you like that. So, uh, but, all right, man. Just two great interviews, uh, both with David and Jet. Thank you very much, guys, for jumping on with us. Uh, a lot of fun, guys. Get behind No Shave November. Remember, just let it grow. And then, if you love if you love wrestling rarity. The Racks Roast Beef Set is something you really got to look into because that is as rare as they come, as absolute rare as they come. Okay, let's get into a little Beckett, little bit of Beckett whatevs. We're gonna we're gonna do uh, we're gonna power rank our top five candies. Okay, yeah. Okay, but before we do that, this came up last night. Okay, here, no, you 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 do you. Before we do that, I want to get in, uh, just one more collecting thing. Okay, and we won't make it long. But I there, I saw recently, like as of earlier this morning. Uh, on sports collector uh, on the sports collector's blog somebody has recently completed the ghostbusters autograph set from the cryptozoic ghostbusters set that came out a couple of years ago uh, who are you going to call a complete set just in time for halloween today i finally get to unveil my other big completed project for 2018 i have officially completed the entire cryptozoic ghostbusters autograph set this set took me a few years to, to do, and it is definitely it definitely wouldn't have been possible without some major help from friends. He throws out a couple of shout outs here, but he run down he runs down this list. He's got the complete entire set autograph set of the Ghostbusters. Now, Ghostbusters is one of my favorite films of all time, and I know that you're a little bit younger than me, but but this didn't miss you, right? You, no, you, no, you no. Totally- so so love Ghostbusters. Uh, love Ghostbusters two. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan Aykroyd, what up? Um, so, which one did you? Uh, which one did you like more? Oh, Ghostbusters! One or Ghostbusters, the original, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's so, always the original. It like I remember watching it as a kid and like, ooh, this is Ghostbusters. This is kind of creepy, right? So it scared me. It did, right? Yeah, because I was like eight. Okay, yeah, but it scared. It scared me. But see, I watched it later in life. And I was like, though, this is just a flat out hilarious movie. There's so much like innuendo in it, and just it's Bill Murray. There was some stuff that you didn't even catch until yeah, you were older if exactly. you were to watch it again. Exactly, which I think is really cool. So yeah, it's uh, congratulations on finishing this setup. What do you think that? What do you think that uh, set is valued at? Yeah, Does it I, say? I you know we probably have if we. I don't know. It doesn't say in here, and then you know we could look up the the prices on on each of these cards individually. And but I guess I guess monetary is not really the point here. The point is the man loves Ghostbusters and went out of his way to. I mean, what probably took like how oh, long? a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think the uh, the 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 one to see here is Dave Coulier as Doctor Peter Venkman in the cartoon series. So. Uh, you know who Dave Couillet is? Yeah. yeah. I, the only problem is I the, the, you never for seen the cartoon re- series. The cartoon series just kind of eluded me. That's okay. I don't know why. It well, was on. Was it on Fox? Right. It, it was must on have Fox been. Four. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I just never never watched it because I think I was probably too scared of the Green Ghost. In Ghost oh, Ghost. Yeah. Okay. But listen to these names, man. Ben okay. Stein. You know who Ben Stein is, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, Dave Couillet is on here. Right. Right. Um, Arsenio Hall. Oh, really? Also cool. on the cart cool. on the cartoon series. Bobby Brown. You know. You know Bobby Brown? That the, one eludes me. Yeah, he was married Should, to Whitney Houston. He did. Oh. He did. He did the uh, Ghostbusters theme song. Um, oh, yeah. John Rothman. Uh, he's on here. Ernie Hudson. Oh, uh, Dan Aykroyd. Uh, let me see. Ernie Hudson autograph. Ernie Hudson's awesome, man. Yeah, he is. And then there was one more that I want. Jennifer Runyon is on here as well. Ben Stein. Larry King is on here. Really? Yes. And David Florix. So it's it's a great list. I I, I omitted a couple of names, but congratulations 
on uh, getting your set completed there. Go check it out at Sports Card Collectors uh, Block Spot. So and, go go check them out. What's and up? One last thing about Ghostbusters: yeah. if um, for anybody out there that is into like gaming on your iPhone, mm-hmm. there's a new Ghostbusters game that came out last week. Oh, really? Yeah, it's uh, it's either Ghostbusters World or Ghostbusters Universe. Do you remember that Pokemon Go craze where you can like pull yeah, the yeah, phone yeah, yeah, up yeah, yeah. and it shows the Pokemon? Yeah. Same thing, except it shows the ghost from the movie. Okay. So, I Ghostbusters, you. Uni- probably just type in Ghostbusters. It's really cool. I got you. All right. One more thing before we get to the candy. Uh, definitely want to get to the candy. Are you, you are you looking for a new job? You need a part-time job, maybe? Sure. What you got? Well, there is a, there is a dog-friendly bar in Fort Worth uh-huh. <laughs> that is looking for somebody to pet and play with puppies. And get paid? Not only get, dude, this is a job that would change your life. Well, yeah. $100 an hour. $100 an hour? To play and pet with pu- pet puppies. You go, oh, you're a puppy petter. That's what you are. I, think, I mean, I, for $100 an hour, I'm a, I'll pet whatever. I mean, <laughs> th- think about this. If someone offered you 100 you would leave your job here today. I mean, $100 right now. is a lot, an hour, that's, dude. That's career that's money. If, it's say if it, was, if it was $250, 250 days, a, 252 days a year or whatever. Yeah. That's $250,000. What is that? And I understand it's just an internship and it's it's for the fall semester or whatever, but you can go get paid. To, I don't even like dogs that much, man. I will go, I will learn to like a dog. For $100 an hour. That's yeah. amazing. In Fort Worth? Yeah, in Fort Worth. Wow. Yeah, okay. so well, go, go. go check that out. What uh, are they, what's the name? What, is, what is the place? Let me, this is a new opening, too. So it's it's a brand new, but it's, they're not unfamiliar to the bar scene because they're around the country. Uh, I'll just read you the little dog-friendly bar chain seeks intern to play with puppies for $100 an hour. That's crazy. If you love dogs, you might think about moving to Texas. Mutt's Canine oh, yeah. Cantina has posted an Instagram about a legit dream job, playing with puppies for $100 an hour. Do that. Do that. Do for it. all of our uh, DFW Metroplex listeners, yeah. definitely inquire about that. It says, show us your puppy petting skills. Do you have what it takes to be the first ever Mutt's Pup Turn or brand new lo- our brand new location in Fort Worth? The the post reads: Post a photo or video by eleven twelve. So you got a you got about two weeks here. Yeah. Uh, that shows us your puppy petting skills, uh, and use the hashtag Mutts Pup Turn, and tag Mutts Cantina for a chance to be hired as our pup turn and get paid a hundred dollars an hour to pet puppies at our new location. What an interesting hiring process this is. It, it really is, right? You got any dogs? Yeah, I have a yeah. dog and a cat. Uh, and I, I've, had I, the weir- I've had the weirdest luck with dogs. Yeah, I've had I had a Chihuahua, and mm. then um, I don't have a Chihuahua anymore. And then I had a Pomeranian. <laughs> I don't have a Pomeranian anymore. <laughs> so like they keep running away. I don't know what's going on. They ran away. <laughs> well, the first the first one ran away, and the second one I gave to my uh, best friend. It's okay, like, I don't. I love dogs, but I guess they're just not for me. I don't. I don't. I don't not. I mean, I have a dog. I love her. She's a great dog. Yeah. But she's my dog. I don't. I don't necessarily like your dog. You know, th- does that makes sense. Oh, uh, okay. I got you. <laughs> uh, she's. It's just like kids. I love my kids. I don't necessarily. You know, That's fair. <laughs> I don't totally. want your kid around my totally. kids. Get them sick and everything yeah, like you, that. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Speaking of kids, my son's birthday. My my youngest son, uh, Lucas. His birthday is on this Friday. So happy birthday, buddy! Happy birthday. I, I love you, and I cannot wait to get home and we can play a good game of ball or whatever you, you go. want to play. Yeah. It's all up on you, man. So How old is he turning? He's two. He's going to be turning oh two. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's going to be turning oh, two. He's a literal baby. Yeah. He's a goob. He loves, he loves Elmo right now. Everything's Elmo. Ah, that's cute. So, I like uh, it. That's that. All right. Let's get into this. Power ranking, our top five candies, and we'll just go back and forth. Do you want to start from five downwards? Yeah, let's go five down. Five downwards. All, all right. right. Um, number five for me, Twix. 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 All right. See. Creamy. Creamy? Creamy, dude. All right. Here's, the, th- here's the thing. 
Twix is way higher for me. What do you mean? Oh, like, Twix is even on your Yeah, Twix is on my list. Fantastic. But, it, but it's higher than five. Twix is a delicious can- <laughs> candy. I don't the I'm not even ones? Yeah, I'm not even a big I'm not even a big chocolate guy. I don't but, know what they do, man. But they, throw me the throw crunch. Me, yeah, the, throw me the chocolate, the crunch, and the and the caramel together. And it's higher on my list. Number five for me, Starburst. Okay. I like Starburst. Okay, so you're gonna notice a trend with all of mine. They're mm. all chocolatey. Okay, see, mine are not. They're all chocolate. Mine are not. So okay, so uh, this is our our power rankings are our top five Starburst candies for you. Starburst okay. number five okay. for me. And no, let me ask you though, do you like Starburst? Yeah, I like Starburst. All right, so there's a there's an ongoing debate in the office in my department about the best flavor combination to get in the two pack uh, two pack Starburst. Uh, the red and yellow. See, you say red and yellow. Yeah, I say pink and yellow. and yellow. So that's close. Uh, man. Yeah, we're in the same it's, hue. We're in the same hue. That's right. All right, number, number four. Number four for me. All right, you say yours, and I'll say mine at the same time. Ready? Three, two, one. Kit Kats. No. What? <laughs> I had to wait till you said that. What's yours? I, I knew you were coming with Kit Kats, man. Uh, Number four for me, candy corn. Oh, okay. Candy corn. Why? I, it's I like it. I just like it. I know that people it's, hate it. It's one of those candies where like you can you can't eat way too many at once because yeah. it does something and it just like it makes your mouth taste weird. Right. The candy corn is not on my list at all. Not at all. Okay. But just hey. like, well, Kit Kat's not on my list at all. So. Well, then there fine. we go. Number four fine. is where we we differ. We are disparaging. Yes. All right, number three. I'm going to go first on this one, okay. and you're, again, you're going to ask why. Okay, I, th- I think I know mine. Okay, those orange peanuts, the you know, they look like doorstops almost. Dude, those are so gross. I love them. Ew. They're so good. Those the- are disgusting, <laughs> man. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. It's like genuinely. I saw a video once where they put um like th- those orange things yeah. in milk. Oh, I wouldn't do it. that. And I was like. But- I have to throw up. Now. I would. I would <laughs> definitely eat those. Those orange peanuts are awesome. Did I say my number three? No, no this is your three. Number three, Whoppers. Whoppers. Or whoopers. Whoppers. Uh, whoppers. Here's the thing with Whoppers, they're not horrible. You got to be careful when you bite into a Whopper. Yeah, sometimes you can get a bad one, and it, yeah, and then yeah, and then your tooth. Yeah, your teeth. Yeah. What are you doing to me, man? All right. So number two. Uh huh. Number two. This is where I'm gonna put uh, Twix. I love Twix here at number two. <laughs> mine is so mine is so terrible too um because we're over here okay whatever i don't care number two forever share <laughs> <laughs> what is it <laughs> for Ferrer rocher Ferrer rocher those little chocolate things yeah they're covered in like the, yeah. the white yeah they're so good my mom used to, <laughs> my mom used to have them you yeah, said forever sure <laughs> that's funny they're so good man all right that's not on my list at all. <laughs> i didn't think it would be <laughs> All right, number All right. W- number one here is. Uh, well, can I? Well, no, go ahead. Can I guess yours? Yeah, go ahead. Number one on Eric Norton's list. Uh, With your limited knowledge of of what I like. Right, right, right. Um, M and M's. No. Okay. No, M M&M and M is horrible. I, it, it does nothing for me. Yeah, because it's um. It's a it's a little candy, and I don't like I don't like the act of like dipping my hand into something. Yeah, taking it. Uh, Reese's pieces. Mine's Reese's cups. Okay. Hey, here's the thing though. I don't like. I so Reese's pieces is just a Reese's that was once compressed yeah. into M M&M and M form yeah. and is now edible in that fashion. Figure this out though. Okay. I so. Wait. Every MRE I ever had in the uh-huh. military had peanut butter in it, so I'm not like a huge peanut butter fan. Okay. And I'm not the biggest chocolate fan either. <laughs> okay. 
but put them together, right? And I'm all over it. It's probably the third secret ingredient that they have in there, which, <laughs> which is drugs. <laughs> just, just drugs. Just, just drugs. <laughs> Dude, Reese's Cups. We, me and my girlfriend were at Target last night, and they had a entire shelf dedicated to Reese's Cups. Really? And I was like, I have to get out of here. You have to leave right now. Otherwise, he's going to get all You know what, candies. though? Shout out, like negative shout out to the people that like mess with Halloween candy. Because yeah. one time when I was really young, yeah, uh, someone put like some sort of like... I forgot what it was, like vinegary thing in the Reese's Cup once, and my friend ate it, and he was like, Oh, <laughs> that's terrible. So horrible. don't do that. Don't be a jerk. Yeah, don't be a jerk, man. It is Halloween. How are you going to ruin Halloween like that, man? I don't know. Like, What kind of Grinch, like literal Grinch, do you have to be? Anyway. Just a, it's neither just a crusty. So just Reese's a crusty Pieces. Person. Yeah, Reese's, Reese's Pieces. Cups. Reese's is really the best You know what I love about You know what about, I love about that name? That's Reese's? A, yeah. It's like McDonald's. It, well, it's, it's an apostrophe S. That means that belongs to Reese. So if you ever see, if you're ever walking down the street about it that way. and you're eating a Reese's cup or Reese's pieces, this is Reese's. Yeah, and, and Reese Whoa. walks by, mother. You have to oh, give it to Reese. Stop. You have to give it back to Reese because it's his. It's an apostrophe. I never thought about that. There you go. You don't think about it too much. You don't. What's an M M&M? and M? I don't know. M and M. It's trash candy. But it's multiple. It is trash. Candy. It's trash, trash pandas. We're trash. Yeah, for trash pandas. All right, man. Let's wrap it up. Let's get out of here. Okay. Um, that was the end of Slamoween and the beginning of No Shave November. I want to thank everybody who participated in Slamoween. I really appreciate it. And No Shave, no Shave November, be with us all month long as we break down the top 20 beards in uh, sports. Today we, we went, uh, who did we go with? LeBron James, Jose Bautista, Steve Pierce, Nick Letty, and Travis Brown, who I think the Viking is, himself. is probably getting his ass kicked right now by Ronda Rousey. So probably. Right now. Uh, that's that. Any parting shots before we get out of here, man? Um, no, I mean, um, just like I said earlier, um, I think sometime next week we're going to be doing a little bit of a comic book giveaway too on Twitter. So okay. be sure you uh, stay tuned to that. And uh, that's all I got for now. All right, guys. A uh, little programming note here. Next week's show uh, should be as scheduled unless something crazy pops up. But I am on my way to Toronto, so uh, I'm, I will be taking the rest of the equipment with me to Toronto. What we didn't take, what we didn't ship up there to begin with. Gotcha. So, uh, it, but right now, as planned, it's going to be uh, we're going to record on Wednesday and get it out to you on Thursday. So that's that, we guys. Don't stop. We don't stop. We don't stop. Thanks for hanging out, and until next week, just keep listening.